This is the Future of Device Management Podcast, brought to you by Fleet. I'm your host, Zach Wasserman, CTO and co-founder of Fleet. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Zach Wasserman, and I'm here today with Whitney Champion, co-founder and lead architect at Recon InfoSec. You might know her from her work with uh, OpenSock CTF uh, or the awesome security work that she talks about on her Twitter. Whitney, can you tell us more about uh, your story, how you got into cybersecurity and, and what brings you here to this point today? Yeah, um, so I've always had a love for computers. I started building websites when I was like in middle school, building servers and hosting websites out of my closet when I was like 14. Got owned a few times by some nasty nerds online who thought it was funny and learned some solid lessons about RBAC. Um, I worked tech support all through college, which was really an eye opener. And um, I, I was a TA in the security lab so it kind of pushed me towards the CEH and the CISSP. And I know we all love those these days, but when you're 18 and are new to everything, it just pushed me further into security. So I, um, I got a job offer with Honeywell when I graduated. And so I moved down to Charleston to work as a security contractor, um, which ended up being not what I thought it was, but it ended up being pretty amazing. Um, it was a lot of certification and accreditation work and like risk assessment and testing for the Navy and their cross domain solutions. So it was, it was pretty fascinating because like some of these are like things that, you know, folks, our soldiers wear in the field, you know, it was, it was really cool work. Um, but it also opened my eyes to network forensics and analysis. Um, and then especially made me realize how much I did not want to have anything to do with auditing or diacap anymore. Um, and then I moved over to the Navy. I was a fed for a while before, um, before I jumped ship. Haha, <laughs> get it? See what I did there? <laughs> I, uh, I left, I left and went to a small startup. Uh, it was called Spark at the time. There was only like 40 of us. Um, but then a couple of years later, we ended up being acquired by Booz Allen Hamilton. Um, I did a lot of security automation and, uh, and infrastructure automation there and, and really sucked my teeth and stayed there for many years until I went over to Red Hat, uh, which I thought was my dream job, but I realized I, I really missed security and startup life. And about four years ago, I guess, um, I met Eric and started doing the recon thing and been here ever since and love it. It's a blast. Oh, so you actually were attempting to leave security when you went off to Red Hat? Well, no, not not, not intentionally. Um, Red Hat was like a like a ten year goal of mine. I was gonna when I was in college. I said I'm, I really wanted to work there because it was an awesome company. I had a lot of friends there. It was great work. Um, Linux nerd, Fedora nerd, my whole life. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get my RHCA. I'm gonna get all the things, and and I did it. But got there and realized that it was not what I wanted to do at all. Consulting was not for me. And I wanted to get back to the startup life and the grind and, and do things. So we're doing it. That's awesome. 
And yeah. so then at Recon today, what does your day today look like? What What's the grind, I guess? Oh, man. Uh, it's a blast. But it's kind of all over the place. Um, I develop our internal platform. So a lot of my days are heads down, you know, neck deep in code. And I swore for years and sometimes still do that despite all the development work I do that I'm not a developer, <laughs> but um, I'm really enjoying it this time around. It's, it's super exciting. Um, and it's definitely a, a welcome change up from Jeff's infrastructure and um, that side of things. But um, I build and maintain our security infrastructure for recon, both what we use for our SOC and the one that we use for OpenSOC, um, which we'll get to shortly. But but bottom line, I guess um, whatever I'm doing is pretty much, it always directly ties back to making sure that our analysts have everything that they need to succeed and do their job, whether it's like building out new integrations for different security tools um, or adding new functionality and integrations to our platform. We're a, we're a pretty small, but really resourceful team and we wear a lot of hats so it, the day-to-day -day varies but same end goal oh that's cool can you tell me more about your the the recon infosec platform i'm actually not very familiar um it's it's not a it's not anything that we make public at all it's just what we use internally as a team so it, it just makes our analysts and customers lives easier um but it's it's a labor of love kind of thing got it cool and and then how does that relate to the the open sock platform do you kind of represent quite a bit of, of what you use internally in the the open sock tooling um yeah to a certain degree because um so kind of the whole idea behind open sock or one of the big ideas behind open sock was um, everything we built from day one is, is tied back to the idea that most of what we do can be done with all these really badass open source tools, you know, versus overly expensive, complicated, proprietary platforms. So um, we use a lot of the same things in our shop that we use in OpenSock. So, for example, we provide all of our OpenSock participants with a set of tools, um, OpenSearch, Archimy, formerly known as Moloch, uh, OS Query, which you may or may not be familiar with and uh velociraptor and and we show them just how powerful but i can't talk how powerful these tools are when you know wielded properly and all for the amazing cost of free 99 so it, these are all things that we push on our participants because you could you get to see just how how much mileage you get out of all those with not a lot of well, there's a lot of elbow grease that goes into it, yes, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits. Yeah, and this is interesting for me to learn that, like, you had this whole dream about joining Red Hat, and so open source has really kind of been a, a core part of your interests for a long time, I guess. What's what's so exciting about open source for you? I mean, I have, I have always loved open source being able to contribute back and and you know kind of get involved in it just for one it's fun you know like you get to dig in and and see how the things work and and be involved as much as you do or don't want to and um you know 
we were working on a project the other day. They have a rep they have a repo. Um, we ran into a couple issues, pushed some things, you know, voila, your problem solved. Like you don't have to sit with, on the support line for two weeks going back and forth and tickets. You can if you have the the time and energy, you can figure it out. Um, but as far as recon, like security is hard and it's even harder when there's, you know, a huge dollar sign barrier to entry in your way. And I feel like we can give back by making just a little bit easier for folks to get in there. So that's, that's one of the big pushes behind OpenSock is, you know, we, we show the tools and all that too, but we also kind of teach the methodology that you can do all these things, but the same, the same techniques are applied across all the tools, whether, whether they're, the ones that we give you, or if, you know, if it's Splunk or something else, we teach the methodology behind it, not the, not just the tool. That's awesome. Have you spoken to a lot of folks who've kind of used OpenSock as, as an entry into being blue teamers in the industry or kind of yeah. pivoting to blue team if they're already around? I'd say that's a, that's a large percentage of the folks that we've had come play. I mean, sure there's people that just want to go play and, and learn and get their hands dirty but i mean it when when we have folks in the range they're getting nearly identical exposure to the tasks that that are performed by a real sock analyst or incident responder so it absolutely translates to the professional side and even for like people working in it or support roles which we've also had plenty of um, you know, OpenSock lets you get to the root cause of why, what happened, and when, and how on, on systems across the whole network, which are necessary skills, not just for security folks, but, you know, admins, engineers, everyone that's in this field at this point, because you got to know the fundamentals and you got to understand what button does, makes what else happen, you know, so... It all, it all ties in. So we've had several people actually get job offers at phenomenal companies doing awesome security work because because they want OpenSock and somebody heard about it. So, yeah, it, it's definitely realistic and it has, it has paid off for a lot of people. That is so cool. What an amazing way to give back to the community and help right? more it's folks. Fun. It, definitely, it definitely makes it worth it for us, too, because we get to see all these awesome outcomes and, and it makes like it's a lot of work for us but those are the kind of things that make it absolutely worth it so cool and i think i saw that last time you you ran it there were hundreds and hundreds of participants did you imagine that it you'd be scaling it up to this level i mean we had hoped that it would get to that point but yeah it it turned into a really um badass project that we were fortunate to to be a part of at the right time and and we've had a solid following of folks that are there's there's always a subset that are always in it no matter what and it's it's a blast man so it's really it's really been cool to see it grow over the last few years from we, we've run it at small conferences and we'll, we still will but like when you when we were dragging around our range used to fit in a tiny little suitcase um pelican case thing and now, you know, we're scaling it up at Amazon. At, like we've hosted it out of hotel rooms before. Like it used to be toter, we could tote it around, and now we, we're we're past that point, and it's pretty amazing to see it grow. So cool! And for those for those hardcore folks or anyone else getting into it, uh, 
what what would be your tips to like prepare to uh to do well at the open socks etf yeah um, i forget um how much we give them when when uh they join the contest i'm pretty sure we link to all the docs and stuff but all the tools we use are open source so they've got docs online and resources so we absolutely point everyone to you know open search docs and how to write lucene queries and as you know OS Query has its own deal, so we show them how to craft uh, OS Query queries and and what not to do. And um, same goes for Archimy. Uh Velociraptor has its own query language, and we we kind of we try to guide people to do the self learning as much as they can, or self teaching as much as they can. But we absolutely will help wherever we can. We've got. Uh, we've got a Discord community for anyone that, that plays or just wants to join in general, and our folks are always helping and answering questions, you know, providing tips and whatnot. Whatever comes up, we're pretty much always available. Um, we've we've recorded a few, I forget how many, but we've recorded a few debriefs of some of the scenarios that we run and um, retired over the years. So we put those up on YouTube that kind of walk you from beginning to end of the scenario and what to look for and um, what teams found, what tool to use where, or how to get a certain answer from multiple tools, that kind of thing. Um, A lot of participants have written up blog posts um, about their experience, how they did what, how, you know, what they learned and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of good resources out there. We've tried to, we've tried to, Put it all together and and make it available in our Discord. So there's a lot of there's a lot of prep work that folks can do to get familiar with it. But yeah, it it's it's fun. It sounds like a big part of it is is know your tools. And uh, I suppose participating in the CTF itself probably really helps folks learn all those tools. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of people come into the into the event not knowing, you know, what they're signing up for, and they've never seen half of these tools before. Most of them have at least seen Elk, but a lot of times they haven't seen the others, and it's brand new, but, you know, you, you got a, a lot of folks that are hungry to learn and want to sink their teeth in. They come out of it half half pros at, you know, writing OS query queries, and it's it's amazing. That's awesome. Do you do you talk to a lot of folks who come out of the CTF going, oh, I'm going to deploy OS Query or I'm going to deploy Velociraptor at oh, my yeah. work? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I I feel like most people that uh, that we've <clears throat> excuse me have had participate like every event at least a handful of people come up to us and say, oh man, I want to get this approved. Like it's free. Like this, this should definitely be in our stack. We should at least have this in our pocket, uh, even if it's for like IR, you know? So there, even, even something as simple as, as Sysmon, we push Sysmon pretty heavily. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of pieces that, that folks see in, in OpenSock for the first time and are stoked. And yeah, OS Query and Velociraptor are two big ones. Awesome. And besides for sort of bringing the tools, are there other things that you'd recommend to folks who want to kind of take learnings from OpenSock and bring them back into their professional lives? 
Um, I mean, yeah, like because like I said, we don't we don't just teach the tools. The whole like we we try to to push the methodology. So so even if you're a spunk shop or even if you don't have a lost raptor or was query in your environment, we try to teach you what to look for, what to what to kind of weed out, how to how to start investigating, you know, from beginning to end without getting lost in the weeds or going down too many rabbit holes. Um, and, and those are the kind of things we try to, to emphasize um, to our participants because it's easy to get distracted with all the things. I mean, this is the live range and there's traffic, there's mail, there's all kinds of crap going across the network. And so similar to, you know, a real enterprise environment, there's a lot of stuff that's going to look weird, but it's completely normal. So you've got to know what normal looks like in order to find the baddie. And, and that's kind of part of what we try to teach. So even if, even if you know all the tools that we promote or, or uh, implement in our range, it's absolutely uh, a, a good way to, to hone your skills in other ways. Yeah, knowing what normal looks like is uh, is super important. Right. So kind of shifting gears back to your work with Recon uh, and, and looking more, uh, moving away from the, the simulated range to the real world, what would you say are the biggest challenges facing your team or, uh, you know, the, the industry of folks looking to uh, secure our computers and networks? Um, I, I can easily say that our team moves through most challenges pretty well. Like, like I said, we're small, but mighty, and, uh, I'm really lucky to work with such sharp folks. Um, our team is awesome, but otherwise I feel like our challenges are probably pretty similar to challenges that most teams like ours run into. And we're constantly pushing the limits of automation, like, no, no, no analyst wants to get blasted with false positives um, day and night. And so we try to implement as much automation as we can safely and effectively so that our analysts are only focusing on the things that absolutely need their eyeballs. So less time wasted on things that can be automated means a lot more care uh, can go into the bigger and tougher challenges. And like I said, nobody wants to wake up in the middle of the night if there isn't a fire actually burning. So we're definitely excelling in this area, especially from where we started and where we are now. Um, our team uses the word toil a lot. Um, one of our goals is always to reduce toil and the grind as much as possible and, and optimize our platform while increasing you know, overall effectiveness in parallel to that. So that's been a goal since day one. But We've done especially well this year. Um, we adopted Lima Charlie as our backend security infrastructure. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they have an incredible platform and, and an even more amazing team to work with. So that's a that's been a huge win for us. That's awesome. And so how has like working with Lima Charlie helped to reduce toil? Or is or is that not part of the toil <laughs> equation? Well, it's it's still a work in progress, but um it man they just they those guys know what they're doing and um it's it's gonna allow us to, so we heavily rely on sigma um for a lot of our uh detection automation um then that's just one small example of where they've got all of that 
sorted out and we can integrate our existing um, rule set with theirs and they um they just they just make a lot of a lot of the pieces that we have had to build on our own more easily integrated as a whole so i'm i'm really excited to see where we go with them um we're only just starting out but they're they're phenomenal awesome cool that's great so then looking forward from uh from today to the next few years do you have any thoughts about how uh, security in particular blue team will evolve and, and change? Um, I think we'll continue to see automation capabilities grow. Um, obviously, uh, integration of, of things that were previously separate, like we're already seeing XDR mentioned a whole lot more these days. Um, less focus on endpoint threats and, and more focus on, you know, all the cloud platforms, SaaS platforms, and, and threats that exist in those realms. I mean, even since we started at Recon, we've, we've seen a definite shift. I mean, we still have all of the things going on with endpoint security and detection, but absolutely has shifted to a lot of a lot more focus on the cloud side. Um, increase in social engineering attacks. <laughs> we haven't seen enough of that this week. <laughs> um, we just saw the Uber breach or the Uber uh, hit. So, and as opposed to traditional attack surfaces, uh, I, f I feel like, especially when, I don't know if you've been to the social engineering village at DevCon, but, but that you see the growth there. You just know that, that that's a that's a growing attack surface and it's always going to exist. So, I think those are a few big areas. Yeah, and with the increased automation, do you see security practitioners becoming more of sort of software engineers and learning how to how to write the code that helps with those automations and stuff? Or would you imagine oh, yeah. we'll head more towards the, the low code, no code kind of platforms? Well, I mean, I can speak to what, what our team does. I mean, I had mentioned Sigma earlier. Um, so we use Sigma, but that's where our initial rules kind of grow from. Like um, there's a lot of great Sigma resources out there. So we try to keep everything written as Sigma and then translate it to what it needs to be. So all our guys are, are writing, you know, Sigma rule sets and then we can automate the translation of those into whatever, um, whatever platform it needs to go on. So, you know, Previously, they had only had to deal with um, their last alert, or actually even before that, we were using uh, Greylog for a while. So they've they've learned to adapt all these different rule sets and automate those things. So I definitely see more of a there, there's a there's a subset of their work that goes into helping automate those things so they're not necessarily having to do all that legwork, um, which is actually really cool. And, and I think they enjoy it as well. That's awesome. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. For folks who'd like to uh, follow you uh, or see you out there or see OpenSock out there in the world, uh, 
are there socials that uh, folks can look you up on? Yeah, um, we've got our recon Twitter um, is pretty active. It's at recon underscore infosec, and then mine is at short x stack. Um, we also have a blog that we try to keep active as much as we can. It's at reconinfosec.com. Um, but it, yeah, and then obviously LinkedIn. So I think that's it. Awesome. And we'll drop links to those in the show notes. And then, and how about OpenSock? Oh, yes. We have a, well, we combined the blogs there. Um, but yeah, we have an OpenSock.io website that has more details on OpenSock. There's no Twitter for it. We just tweet through Recon. Um, and we do tweet out announcements for when we'll be at conferences. And we plan we plan on being at uh, DEF CON 31 next year. So we'll hope to hope to be there in, in with a full force. Um, as for anything before that, I'm not sure, um, but we'll, we'll be tweeting announcements to all that in, in our discord, we'll have info as well. So if anybody in the community wants to join our discord, whether it's for open or just security stuff, we have that as well. So cool. We'll look forward to seeing you out there at DEF CON. Yes. Thanks, Whitney. Thank you. Thank you.